This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby's back tomorrow. In the early days of the pandemic, we were primarily only shopping at grocery stores and pharmacies owned by big corporations. But that is slowly changing as small businesses have reopened, providing options for customers. But small business owners are calling for the government to provide additional assistance so they can stay afloat during the transition. Joining me on the line is Aleem Kanji, spokesperson for SaveSmallBusiness.ca. Aleem, nice to speak with you again. Great to be with you again, Jane. Let's start by talking about the importance of keeping small businesses going. Well, this is a great question. You know, small businesses are the backbone of our economy. They, they represent an enormous amount of GDP. Um, you know, the mom-and-pop stores uh, put people to work every single day. And as you outlined, uh, we are now in this recovery stage where those businesses are um, uh, going to be opening their, their doors across the country, across the province uh, in the uh, days and weeks ahead. We've seen some great uh, initial support from the uh, government of Canada in terms of the wage subsidy. Of course, some changes uh, made just yesterday. Um, uh, extensions to the end of the year. I think the federal government has got it right uh, in terms of the scale. However, those uh, uh, the, the wage subsidy represents only one portion of the cost for business, that being labor. We have additional uh, fixed costs, uh, primarily in uh, real estate and rent, that uh, that businesses are struggling to. Uh, to access and and and, uh, and to pay for. That really has been the biggest challenge, hasn't it, in, in continuing to pay the rent during all of this? Well, it, it is a huge challenge. And, you know, we've seen some initial uh, efforts by the uh, federal government in launching a $3 billion, and that's with a B, uh, Jane, a $3 billion program uh, for uh, rent relief. It's known as SECRA, the Canada Emergency Commercial Rent Assistance Program. Now, I don't make these acronyms up, but that's what the government is calling it. Um, Our research at safesmallbusiness.ca has shown that a very small fraction of those businesses, only about 6%, uh, are benefiting from the rent assistance program. And in fact, our our research has shown as well that uh, only uh, 45% uh, of small businesses are saying that their landlord has applied for the rent relief. The way this program essentially is structured is that the small business has to uh, go and partner with their landlord in order to access um, uh, what is, in, in, in essence, a forgivable loan uh, for uh, for rent. And there are various parameters around that. But this is a, a big issue uh, in the sense that you have to go to Big Brother uh, to get this done. As a small business, you got to cut a deal with your landlord. And one of the things that we've been advocating for uh, to the federal government and our, our provincial government is to say, 
let's get those funds directly to the small business. Let's extend the program to the year end. Um, the same way the wage subsidy has been extended to the year, to the end of the year, um, you know the rent relief program is expected uh, to expire in less than ten days. So there's not a lot of time to go for businesses to uh, to get their their um, their um, uh, costs aligned when you look at uh, the rental costs and to figure out how do we even access this program. So one solution again is 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 that we have is to get the money directly into the hands uh, of the uh, of the tenant. Let's unlock some of that three billion and get it into small business hands so that they can open their doors and keep our main streets alive in communities across this country. It seems like this has been the least popular of the programs that the federal government has offered up. The wage subsidy program has been very successful. Uh, the CERB has been very successful. But the fact that only 6% of businesses were able to access it or did access it, that seems like a failure. Yes, that's a very important point, Jane. You know, uh, our research and our, our survey research has also shown that uh, despite what, what you're saying, um, the rent relief program is overwhelmingly the number one uh, and the single most important support program for small business owners. Um, we've, we've been out and, and have surveyed uh, businesses across this country, and it shows rent relief is, is, uh, is the most important program. Now, here's another challenge with the program. In order to access it, you have to show uh, there has a requirement for a 70% revenue loss um, it, it, before you're able to access and unlock uh, some of that funding. Now, this begs the question, does this mean that those that have businesses that have not lost less than 70% of their revenue should be excluded from rent relief? Should there be an introduction? And here's a solution we have for government. Perhaps we have a sliding scale uh, in terms of the rent relief, and as Minister uh, Bill Borneau has committed to reviewing uh, these programs, including rent relief, maybe we can have a sliding scale such that if you've lost 40, 50, or even 65% of your revenue, you're still able to access uh, this this very important part uh, of, of, uh, of uh, uh, government funding for your business. Right now, it's 70%, and we think that's uh, that's a bit too high. Uh, and, and I think, uh, you know, folks would agree that small businesses that have lost less than 70% should also be entitled uh, to that funding from uh, our federal government. Aleem, I'd like to put the call out to our Zoomer radio listeners. If there are any small business owners listening and you can identify with what Aleem is talking about here, Aleem is now with small, savesmallbusiness.ca. Call in. We'll give you a little bit of publicity for your business. And you can also talk about how the pandemic has affected you, whether you are going to survive. If you were among the 6% that was able to take advantage of this rental subsidy, um, and Aleem, before we get to the callers, in terms of what you're pitching now for, to the federal government, are you getting any kind of positive response? Yes. You know, in fact, we are. Uh, I've had uh, terrific discussions with uh, uh, Minister Rod Phillips, our, our finance minister here in Ottawa, and his office uh, to, to move the agenda forward. Of course, uh, you know, the, the uh, Ministry of Finance and the province of Ontario under the leadership of, of Premier Doug Ford, carries a very big stick in terms of how uh, the federal government is looking at these uh, 
uh, these funding uh, programs. Uh, and we've seen, you know, obviously a strengthened relationship uh, throughout the pandemic between Ottawa and Queen's Park, and we're hoping to capitalize on that. And, and I'd like to draw on a specific example. You know, we've all heard that the number one industry that's been affected by COVID has been uh, the the tourism and hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think we see that. Obviously, there are less people um, uh, that are traveling and, and that are, are uh, um, you know, engaging in, in, in hospitality and services. And, you know, there's a couple of other sort of quick ways in which the uh, government could support uh, the kickstart and the restart of the hospitality sector. Um, you know, provincially here in Ontario, extending the ability to sell liquor uh, at the point of sale, including takeout, as, as we've seen, would be very much welcomed by the industry uh, so that they can continue to, to expand their sales. Um, we've seen in British Columbia, uh, the government cut the retail uh, liquor markup uh, specifically to help the hospitality sector. And, you know, safesmallbusiness.ca, um, our, our sister organization, which is savehospitality.ca, would love to see the same um, treatment of businesses in uh, British Columbia uh, here in Ontario. And that means uh, that 20% wholesale discount should apply uh, to uh, hospitality businesses. You know, liquor uh, counts for, uh, it accounts for approximately a third of, of sales and, uh, you know, reducing the cost uh, by eliminating this this fee similar to BC would certainly help businesses um, across the hospitality sector you know, uh, and, 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 and in, in fact, encourage jobs and get more people working if, if we were able to turn the corner uh, on this here in Ontario. By the way, our phone number here, if you do own a small business and you would like to share your story, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Aleem, in our next segment, we actually will be talking about the evolution of travel uh, during the pandemic. Um, this, this organization, SaveSmallBusiness.ca, presumably that has come out of the pandemic. How many members do you have? Who are you advocating on behalf of? Right. So the organization is, is represented from coast to coast um, with businesses, um, you know, across, uh, right across the country. Uh, it was literally spun overnight uh, in the height of the, of the lockdown to advocate for businesses uh, within 24 hours of, of starting the organization. There were over 2,000 businesses that were uh, were set up um, uh, and, and joined uh, the the coalition uh, across uh, across the country you know one of the things we've we've found as well is that through our, our uh, survey research and we've shared this of course with governments is that um, you know we've seen upwards of, of 15 uh, to 20 percent of businesses that have said that in less than six months they're going to further uh, layoff uh, employees, small businesses, they will wind down or they will go bankrupt. So the time to make the changes uh, is now. Um, and this is what we're hearing from our members across the country, specifically around um, the uh, uh, rental support, uh, the SECRA program, and uh, and encouraging uh, the Minister of Finance in Ottawa, Bill Morneau, to look at a redesign given the program is ending uh, in less than 10 days. Aleem, as a final thought, if and it's not a good one, but it would paint a picture for our listeners. If Main Street businesses are wiped out, 
How would that affect the economy, our communities, our lifestyle? This is a great question again. And, and you know, the 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 lifeblood of our our communities is uh, is uh, those local the local businesses that provide so much vibrancy to communities, both large and small, uh, across the country. Um, they they provide uh, they provide jobs. They provide uh, economic activity. They're often hubs for communities to gather. Um, uh, of course, spend their money, but but um, but but points of interaction as well. Um, it, it would be catastrophic uh, to see that happen. To see uh, you know the fifteen or twenty percent of businesses wind down uh, or shut their doors. Uh, this would affect uh, uh, communities from an economic development. Uh, uh, perspective, it would uh, it would affect tax revenues both municipally, provincially, and federally. And I'm sure our governments don't want to see uh, uh, see that uh, lost. And I think most importantly, it would affect the hardworking women and men uh, that run these businesses across our country that provide jobs uh, and and uh, and help stimulate our economy. What will be next? Um, if these businesses uh, shut their doors. Yes, we're all shopping on Amazon. Some of us are. But we all crave for that experience to be able to go out and support those small businesses. That is integral to the future of this province and of our country. It's a completely different shopping experience. You're absolutely right. And and often it revolves around the community. People know each other. They they support each other. It's um, if we lose that, we we lose the human touch in small business for sure. No question. Well, thank you for bringing the issue to our attention. It's been nice to connect with you again. Always a pleasure, Jane. Aleem Kanji, spokesperson for SaveSmallBusiness.ca. Libby returns tomorrow. It's been a pleasure being with you the last week and a half. Bob Kompsik is coming up here with the news. And by the way, our Fight Back voicemail is open 24-7. If you didn't get a chance to call in, 416 416- Three six seven nine six three six four one six three six seven nine six three six. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.